Today's episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Are you a school or a school district with a Chromebook one-to-one program? If so, get ready for your summer intake today with Visor for Chromebooks. Visor is a Chromebook management solution which seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system. With Visor, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. Listeners to this podcast can get two months free, so be sure to tell them you heard about Visor on the Chromecast podcast to qualify. To learn more, do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks, or click the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey. And I'm joined here today by Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. I thought you were going to go for Robbie. I really did. I was, I, I was I like, like, I'm going to pause. I'm going to take a breath. Yeah. But he did it anyway. I like mixing it up. I like keeping you on your toes. You never know. You did. My toes intro. are old right now. And Robbie Payne. That's yes, the guy. Let's yeah. introduce <laughs> Robbie. Same thing last week. I listened to the intro last week and same thing. Yeah. I've just, I've just yeah. been bumped down, relegated You're, to you a small are, intro. No offense. This is actually a compliment, but you are... You are in my opinion, more well-spoken than I am. You speak a little more than I do because I'm well, not as well-spoken. I do talk a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's because you are, you, in my opinion, when I listen to the podcast or I listen to videos that we make, you are better at verbalizing and, and making your point clear and concise and but still explaining it out enough that people can understand it i get to rambling and then i'm like uh what was uh, i talking about uh, yeah so that's why this is because i say so and yeah see i i listen to the podcast and i'm like why why does anyone listen to this guy this uh, is so bad you know my wife she is my wife rambling on and on and on yeah Shit. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he ever going to stop oh, talking? Wow. Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> oh, man. Just kidding. I, yeah, I, it's, it's, we've got a good dynamic. I like our flow, uh, especially here on the podcast. It's really fun. We get to uh, kind of just talk about anything that's uh, on our mind for the weeks. Speaking and, of flow, uh, this coffee is hitting. Dude, mm, I had I'm some nice coffee that was fantastic. We're still... Uh, we're still rocking uh, Blackbeard's Revenge from Fresh Roasted yeah, Coffee. Yeah, I, I saw the email. Our next order has uh, been placed and possibly Crap. shipped, so we yep. still haven't changed. Hello. I saw the email we'll, as well. We'll try again next month. <laughs> we, might, we might shoot him a quick message and see if they can swap it. So Gabe had audio. We don't know, we don't know what we should get next. If anyone is uh, getting fresh roasted coffee and you have an espresso machine, let us know if you've tried something yeah. else. Yeah, if we not, it, we're going to reach out to them because they told us Blackbeards and, and they told us Tiger Nebula. Nebula. Tiger Nebula yeah. was They've been awesome. on point, so I'll probably go with what they say. I've got some. So the oh no, it's it's a little clip from Friends in the oh boy. The setup is if if you're a Friends fan, this is right after Monica and Chandler got married, yeah. and they're coming back from the honeymoon. This is one of my favorite Chandler moments, um, and they're. At first, they're talking about how they had these. They met this Excuse couple, me. and they they're at the resort with them, oh and they got back, gosh. and they ended up getting ghosted. So they got they gave them the wrong number. Um, yeah, I don't. And I don't. We watched this one recently. On purpose. Yeah, but the exchange between Monica and Chandler because at first it was like you were so funny, joke, 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 and he was like, <laughs> yes, and you asked all of those inquisitive questions. Like, <laughs> I, what, why would they do this? And over once they figure out that they've like been ghosted. They like turn on each other, and so it's the same lines. Here, you gotta listen. But so when you're like, he's going on and on and on. This is what when I said joke, joke, joke. This is what I meant. Hi, Ken Adams. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, buddy. This is great. Well, you did tell an awful lot of jokes. <laughs> I thought you said those jokes were funny. Choke, 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 choke. Choke, choke. Blah, blah, blah. Cut short. Anyway. But then he, she comes back, like, starting <laughs> to ask a question. 
Yeah, they go back and forth. But her saying, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Good, blah, good what I thought of. But there's a, I can't remember the quip Chandler comes back with, but that's, that's it's a fantastic episode. Um, that's great. <laughs> gosh, that might be, yeah, that's a, that's the same episode, geez, where the video, Ross makes the video about Rachel, because that's where he, where Joey says he's Ken Adams. Yep. <laughs> We're like, have you ever given out a fake number? Ken Adams. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's a that's good That's like episode. his alter ego? Yeah, it's a, that's his... the number and the name he gives out to girls when he doesn't want to call them back. Yeah, wow. And so it comes full circle. You know how you do. This story that he's created that entices women got around from him to some other woman to Rachel. Rachel used it on Ross or tried to use this provocative story on Ross to get him to sleep with her. And they had it on video by accident. Oh, and boy. And so she thinks he's this pervert that tried to come on to her and he knows, <laughs> he knows the story. And so when the, oh, they boy. all sit down to watch the video and she's just like, ha, 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 look, I'm, I'm going to be proven right. And everybody has heard this story now. And they're like, no, you came on to him. And she's like, how do you all know the story? My friend said he heard it from some sort of Ken Adams or something. And Joey leans forward and just, Ken Adams. <laughs> anyway, I'm a I'm a friends nerd. I've I've uh, <laughs> I've given a wrong number by accident. Never on once purpose before. <laughs> it's just because I'm doing too many things. I have too many things going around in my brain, and I'm I do think sometimes I am a bit dyslexic, and I will uh, I read things backwards, or uh, I'll 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 start doing one thing, and especially when I read aloud, I do this. I'll I'll like assume. A word. I think we've talked about this in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me trying to read something. It's, it's, it's not funny, what it says, but man. it's funny. I don't. But we do, do it, it in this in scripting. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I kind of, I'll read the first part of the word and assume the rest of it. So then I say right. the wrong word. Uh, but it happens sometimes, like when I'm texting too, <laughs> which is crazy to say. But I'll be sending a text and I'm like thinking about one thing, but typing and <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's like those weird. Have you seen those? Like it's not word puzzles, but it's those things where they jumble the words up and as long as the first letter and the last letter oh. of the word is in all the rest of the letters I would in be, there somewhere you can read it i would yeah. be amazing at that like have you it's done also, this i have not i, I need to do this yeah this it's is a, amazing. people always post it's and they're unreal. like only eight percent of blah 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 can understand this but it's just all of the word is jumbled except for the That's first interesting. last interesting your brain sees it it knows so like, that those that combination of words with it, and it's it funny like i can i can read I can read. I, I struggled reading as a kid, but as I got older, I can read quickly and comprehend things. Here you go. We're totally off the rails. All right, here we go. There's one right there. Just uh, start reading. According to it. a research at Cambridge University, it doesn't matter what order the letters are. Uh, well, oh, that one's weird. It doesn't matter the letters in a word are. The only important thing is that the first and last letter. Are, be at the right place. See, that's just like that's just bad grammar. But but still, I can read the that's whole completely thing. like <laughs> really look at it. That <laughs> none of great. those that's are words. Cambridge, the grammar yeah. has to be correct. <laughs> yeah, the rest can be a total mess, and yeah. you can. I mean, I could I could read that just fine. That's that's some <laughs> weird brain stuff right yep. there. So just search. Yeah. Uh, um, that's interesting. Typoglycemia. If you're able so, to read this, you might have typoglycemia. So I had a uh, uh, I had a teacher in high school who taught AP English, and he explained because he would notice because we would read chapters aloud that you know books we were reading in class, and I would always struggle reading out loud, but I could comprehend and read quickly, uh, just on my own. Right. And he explained to me it's it's it, there's two different types of like way that com- way, way that people comprehend uh, uh, letters and, and words written words. And I can't remember. I need to. I need to reach back out to him and see if he can give me the info so I can talk intelligently about it this. It freaks but, me out. Yeah, a little bit. I can. Like, I can. Yeah, I can read that. It's no problem. Okay. Which, which, <laughs> next time you see a typo on the website, you know, yeah, read this article here. Give yeah. us a break. Exactly. Because in your brain, you look at it and it looked fine. Well, yeah, especially when you know, especially with the way that we roll, everything, a lot of things that we do are are timely, right? We're we're writing about news a lot of times, so it's not that we're like working super duper quickly, but you know, you're 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 kind of writing it as it you know as it's happening, right? And, and cool, let's throw this out, like so you read over it once or twice, and you might read right over something. Yep. So yeah, there you go. There's your uh, random tidbit of information. Yeah. What was it, what was that? What was it called? What was the syndrome? Typoglycemia. Typoglycemia. I'm trying to find out if it's actually a thing. I feel like they that's made, made up. that up. Yeah. I don't know. But the whole like the whole thing about me like reading a part of a word and assuming the rest at least 
my one teacher in high school explained to me that 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 is a very legitimate thing that people do but yeah, I, I, I don't think this is a real thing. But no, it, so the, they were just having some fun. from from the authority Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, it it is a portmanteau of typo and hypoglycemia neologism for purported discovery about the cognitive processes involved in reading text. So I don't even think there is a real name. for Probably it. not. But if you search typoglycemia, yeah, you will find you these get. things mm-hmm. that we are talking about. You so, will there. You go. You will carry on. I played disc golf last night and just found a tick on my leg. So I'm oh, going to go no. throw that in the toilet. Uh, Catch it on so fire. Let's. Uh, you guys. Let, let's transition here. We've we've had our <laughs> we've had our moment of random facts for the day. Now Joe's got to uh, just wrap up. That's yeah, it. All right. That's the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Just we'll catch kidding. you next week. Um, let's let's talk about um, Google Store or Upstream, whichever one. Yeah. Let's let Gabe. Let's yeah. get Gabe talk about, about upstream. upstream. Um, and, and the reason I, I, I kind of passed this off to Gabe is this is a, a thing that, that he's been working on quite a bit um, and starting to line out some people that we're gonna are going to take part in this. And, and part of me doesn't want to get that involved in it because I want to sit back and watch it. Like uh, Joe came up with the the logo, which I think is really cool looking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so they've been kind of just working on this and conceptualizing what this will be. You guys talked with, uh, what was the name? Tyler, Tyler from uh, bike rumors. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so this is kind of where this idea came from, that this is something that they do. And it's like, man, people seem to love this and brands and stuff seem to really kind of get into this. And so I'm like, cool. I, I I'm super eager to see what it becomes and watch it kind of develop. But, I'm uh, I'm spectating in this part as much as anything else, and I love the fact that I get yeah, to do and, some of that stuff with Chrome and Box now. And that's the cool thing is that th- this is going to involve so many people. It's, it's very multifaceted. Uh, the concept behind it is, you know, we would love to be able to do AMAs more frequently and do things like that. But one, it's time consuming to do that. Two, you have to coordinate with other people. And uh, Three, we're we're not the smartest people on the planet, and there are a lot of questions that we feel that we have to go out and find the answers for. And there there are a lot of great resources out there. A lot of Chrome, a lot of tech blogs are covering a lot more Chrome OS stuff. Uh, there's Google support forums for every Google product that's made, whether it be software or hardware. But at the end of the day, we see questions all the time that we're like, I, I don't know, and I don't know where to go find that answer. I mean. Like some of them can be the most simplistic things. Some of them can be very, very technical. I was trying to figure out how to do something in developer mode this morning on a Chromebook. And you can't just Google that. There's people aren't writing articles on how to do this because this is very, you know, top level stuff. Your device is in completely, you know, you have to root the device. There's all this stuff going on. This isn't the stuff that what I should, I'll call them normal people do, you know, because these are things that can break your device and there's really no reason for people to be doing it. But where we're at, we're trying to learn new things and we're trying to do things and, and, and test out new features that aren't technically available yet. So I dug around and figured this out, but where do you go to find answers to questions when you can't find answers? Yeah. And that is the idea behind upstream. So in, in repositories like the Chromium repository and other uh, open source projects, GitHub, things like that, you have the source, which is where your code lives. So every time there's a change made by a developer, by a contributor, if they're adding their own piece of code or they're fixing something or different contributors are working together to solve an issue or create a new feature, once that is done, it gets sent back up to the source, which would be the repository or GitHub or what what have you. That is called upstreaming. So we we kind of kind of got the idea from bike rumors. Uh, Joe's an avid biker, and uh, I assume you are still an avid biker, aren't you? Yes. When you can, he's been doing a lot of disc golf lately. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been trying to get him to play golf, golf. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, we we were playing golf here last night, just which was am, awesome. We totally should talk about that. Too. Yeah. So I am, uh, I, am man, I am a man of many hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll just say I was embarrassed by the other gentleman that was playing golf with us. I mean, I tried to I, warn how, you. How old is he? Justin is 31, I think, or something okay. like that. And he works in construction, so obviously he's in very, very good health. And uh, he swings the club <laughs> like a wild banshee. And that's the crazy thing. is, I, I've not. Wa- he's very controlled. And that's what's crazy is if you watch him play, you watch professional golfers that have really, really aggressive club head swing, like really accelerated. 
and a lot of them still have a very graceful swing. They've mm-hmm. tuned their mechanics in a way that they know how to get the most out of that club head speed. But while still, because you hit a thousand golf balls a day for 20 years, it takes a toll on your body. You need to be as fluid as you can. This guy looks like he is getting up to hit the grand slam. And he addresses like a baseball the baseball swing. Yeah, almost. he addresses <laughs> the ball. And normally people address the ball and you look and you think, okay, now they're going to take a nice fluid back swing and then they're going to crank it. No, he addresses the ball and then there's a split second pause and then you don't see anything because he goes <laughs> back swing so fast and hits the ball so fast. You're just like, yeah. It's pretty wild. Like even the sky, I'm like that poor sky track doesn't even know what's going yeah, on. He, he <laughs> swings through it sometimes. <laughs> like his driver club head speed is a little too quick. Anyway, so but yeah, it, I, the word that comes to mind watching Justin hit the golf ball freak. is violent. Oh. <laughs> yes. Violent freak. He's a he's a he's yeah. a violent golf swing. Yeah, like it is just like whoa. Yeah. And that's the craziest works. part is you would think someone with a golf swing that aggressive and that just violent looking that he would have a lot of just slices and duffs and all that. He's not. He's so controlled. Really accurate. He stepped up before we started playing around and hit a few practice balls, and I'm just like, yeah, straight as an arrow. You know, <laughs> Gabe just looked over at me. It's like 300, 320 like, yards. Told huh? you. Okay, cool. Yeah, seven yeah. irons, yeah. one eighty. 190. I don't even know how we got there, but okay. we were talking. So, we, bike were, we were talking bike rumors, yeah. biking hobbies, disc golf, yeah. golf. So Joe, simulator. Yeah. So Joe, <laughs> Joe Joe reads bike rumors, and if you don't know what bike rumors is, it's a huge, huge biking website, bike blog. They talk about products, and they they have a series called uh, Ask a Stupid Question, mm-hmm. and the concept is really, really cool. They have industry experts and bicycle manufacturers and accessory makers and all these people. And they allow their readership to pose questions to these experts from the industry. And then they get their questions answered on the next episode of Ask a Stupid Question. So that is what we're doing here with Upstream. We are the source. So not that we're special, but all of the information comes up to Chrome Unbox from people that are experts in education. Uh, we have someone from VMware, cloud enterprise stuff. Uh, it can be developers, hardware manufacturers, yeah. whatever it is. People that have questions that... You've just always wanted to know. I think about, I put an example in there, like how, how's an IPS display made? You know, yeah. we get a manuf- we get somebody from HP on here or some manufacturer or whatever, and they explain the difference between a TN panel and an IPS. And some of it may sound really nerdy, but it's a great way to create an interactive place where you can get real strict because you can't go to a Google support forum and ask them, you know, how do I how do I root my Chromebook from the cross shell because number <laughs> yeah. one, most of the volunteers there that run the support forms don't know the answer to that. And if they do, they're not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that makes sense. They're there to help people with issues with their, with their devices. They're not there to help people tinker. Uh, this is just a way for people to find answers to questions they have yeah. and a place for people in the industry to you know, share get, some knowledge, get their yeah. knowledge out there. So, yeah. pe- so people can have it and all of that knowledge will now live in one place and it will just be there. And yeah. It's, it's almost like we're, we're trying to create this knowledge base, right. Uh, of, of information about Chrome OS and cloud computing. So we had, we had kind of <clears throat> been working on this and, and talking it around the, the office. And the one thing I wrote down here, which I, I like this, maybe we'll throw this as like a blurb on the page, uh, upsource a source for answers to your questions about software, hardware, and anything in between. Contribute questions to this project and get answers from the Chrome Unbox team and other industry experts. Sounds super Perfect, official. Perfect, except you said upsource. Joe can't get the name right to save his life. Upstream. After all that time he spent what did on I this do, what did beautiful I just say? graphic. Does it say upstream no, on the thing? No, it says upstream. I read <laughs> it. I looked See? at it. He I read said the from first the source. Part. His brain got ahead. I was thinking about. I was thinking about source because it says upstream, a source. Yeah, yeah. My brain was ahead of me. Yep. He said upsource, a stream of. Wow. Consciousness. Not to be confused yeah. with outsource, which <laughs> no, is what we're going to do to the <laughs> podcast host job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you down there on the sidewalk. Jimmy John's delivery guy. Grab a microphone. You want to host? <laughs> oh Can you read words in order? Perfect. You have Ouch. the job. Wowie zowie. <laughs> Just kidding, Good Joe. thing I don't have to read uh, scripts for the podcast. That would no. be not good. No, we could uh, do that because neither of us know how to do any of that stuff. Yeah. Except the soundboard. I can mess with the soundboard. Oh, yeah. It's 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 yeah. really not rocket science. Uh, Mute. 
<laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I got that button. <laughs> so I mean, this is this is uh, a really exciting project. I mean, all, all joking aside, this is something that I'm really excited about getting out there in the world. And yeah. well, that and another another aspect of it is, um, well, like with bike rumors, they have a lot of. Um, companies that come in to be a part of this because they want to hear from the consumers yeah they're getting uh, direct you know feedback. you can't go to best buy and be like hey i got this hp chromebook and i want to talk to somebody at hp that, that doesn't work like that you can send feedback to hp or whatever but this is a place where uh manufacturers and developers and stuff can get that real granular direct feedback from the actual users and it could help mold a product, a future you, product. You never yeah, know. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're getting you're getting direct feedback from from our readers who are, you know, engaged in this stuff. You know, and and so yeah, it's it's a fun project. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see this evolve over the next couple months and 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 as we start building this knowledge base. Eventually, like I would love to figure out a way where we could have a searchable database of some sort. Um, so I'm thinking about that part of it. Yeah, um, so which could be really cool. On the new site, we're going to have a much more robust search. And part of that tool, like that, <laughs> I'm, I, we're coming along pretty far on some of the design look and feel of the site. Now it's going to start becoming about creating certain parts, like interactive parts and, and what, features we basically want to have and so one of those is a, a more robust search mm -hmm. and part of what i'm eyeing uh, for our our searchability would be like on our um upstream posts the sidebar and those posts would have a, a, a search like search upstream mm -hmm. and when people search stuff in there it would be set to only filter through posts that are categorized with upstream um, it'll only find stuff in those we can probably be really since we're starting this from the ground up be careful about like the way that we head our mm -hmm. questions in the sections so that it can search Find against those, those things yeah, um, yeah so because we'll, like we'll be creative with that we're, and, yeah we're not sure how this is going to look from the beginning it probably will be every other week or maybe just once or twice a month uh, but it would be it will be great when it gets to the point that this is an ongoing weekly series and when it gets to that you might go back and be like oh man what, what was that article yeah. from the upstream and this will just make it that much easier to find you know? yeah yeah and, and and at that point it really is a a database a, a a knowledge base where you can go and search and find answers so um yeah i'm just really stoked about this i think it's i think it's going to be a fun project and yeah shout out to to bike rumors for uh kind of giving us this idea and, and being kind enough to have a chat with us yeah, about, yeah. about actually that being able to talk with them was was very very helpful and they, they do a great job over there yeah so um Let's let's take a quick break for an ad, and we'll come back, and uh, we've got a couple other things to talk about, so stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Today's episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Are you a school or a school district with a Chromebook one-to-one -one program? If so, get ready for your summer intake today with Visor for Chromebooks. Visor is a Chromebook management solution which seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system. With Visor, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. Listeners to this podcast can get two months free, so be sure to tell them you heard about Visor on the Chromecast podcast to qualify. To learn more, do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks, or click the link in the show notes. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. So you might have seen uh, on our Instagram or on, on the website some photos of the new Google store in New York City, the first Which ever so sweet. retail oh store. Gosh. Yeah, I, one of the posts, uh, I think it might have even been on the, the, uh, uh, the keyword 
post about it or maybe we wrote it i don't remember i saw it somewhere <laughs> oh. they were just talking about like how many photo ops like they tried to do in there yeah like, I think that was uh, it's very instagram friendly you yeah. know like so somebody had written another article said just the first 30 minutes was a huge success yeah. I, i'm assuming that they're I don't know what the COVID restrictions are in New York, but the employees had masks on, so I'm assuming they're probably limiting the number of people that can come probably, in. Probably, But yeah. it, it, there was a lot of people in there. It yeah, was pretty it, cool. it looked really awesome. I had some, uh, so like the Team Pixel hashtag on yeah. Instagram uh, pops up every now and then, and there were a couple folks that got in that did some hashtag Team Pixel mm. photos, and I was like, oh my gosh. It's it looks, so it looks awesome. incredible. It looks incredible, and it is a... Um, kind of immersive experience, right? Like they have these different little like breakout rooms and different things yeah, where you can go. Like, and that's the, I quoted uh, Fast Company wrote a really good article about it. Uh, if you can write a good article about a store opening, but it was, <laughs> the title was something. That, Very riveting. <laughs> yeah, something to the effect of uh, Google, Google's new retail store is the anti-Apple bar or something like that. Yeah, I because, remember that. Oh, yeah, which, which I mean, Apple stores are awesome. If you, They are, but they are very. They're, they are perfect. Purposed. Almost like dystopian. Yes, very much so. Like I, I, I shouldn't say that because it's not dark, or but it's, gosh, they're so cut down. There's so little extra. There's no excess. It's yeah. like all about the devices, which has obviously proven effective. Right, yeah. and, we, and we haven't been yet. Obviously, hopefully, we'll be going in the fall. But it it has the feeling of uh, of an immersive experience that just happens to have uh, retail space and yeah. technical support because. Uh, what did she say? Let's see here. Well, somewhere I quoted her in the article. Okay. Elizabeth, I believe it's Segrin uh, from Fast Company. The space ends up feeling more like an interactive museum or an exploratorium than a retail store. Mm -hmm. But Google does, they're open like 10 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. Yeah, and really? they're, yeah wow. they're open from 10 to 7 on Sunday. Uh, they are fully staffed with people to help you with retail purchases, to help you decide on what product is best for you. And they are offering repair and technical support at that store, which honestly surprised me because they usually outsource that to, uh, what's it? You I break, I, I, fix. I fix, you break stuff store so um you break your things and i'll fix them but yeah i mean com. it's very i can imagine once the once the buzz calms down a little bit it will be a really cool place just to go in and walk around and check out because you have a stadium room where you can play games they have a interactive area which they said that this will change and evolve every few months right now you walk in there's screens around you and as you talk it translates in 24 different languages that's awesome uh then that's going to evolve and it'll it'll uh, have some sort of interactive google maps thing and then google search and stuff like that uh, so it's really really neat and then obviously uh google being being green as they are they are one of only 200 and oh gosh 215 retail spaces in the world that have achieved a leed platinum rating from the u.s green building council so like everything in the store is either upcycled or recycled materials or uh, what do they call it? Responsibly sourced. So. Yeah. There's a building in uh, downtown. I think there's a couple now, but uh, whenever I was in college, I worked uh, at a record store that was in uh, the Nulu area of, yeah. uh, of Louisville. And it's actually, it's called the Green Building. That was the first uh, lead uh, platinum building in Louisville. Uh, very cool. But so... Do you all think this is going to be something they're going to do? Are we going to see? Are we going to start seeing Google stores and malls? That's that was my uh, main thing when I saw this. I'm like, I, I really hope that's the plan. I hope that they have these kind of mega stores like this one uh, that are these big, huge. Like they need one New York, Chicago. That's LA. my thought. Is an anchor store in big cities, five or six major major cities. Yeah, but I don't uh, know about. I, I don't know. They need to. I'm hoping they're figuring out one of two things. Um, we have. Uh, I'm trying to think if I can, if I'm allowed to say this or not. Um, <laughs> if you're not know, sure, yeah. we'll cut it in post. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. We, we know from someone, uh, and I think that it's it's it got out somewhere else. Anyway, I don't know what he's talking about. So I'm no like on the edge of my either. seat. You, you do, y'all do know. Uh -huh. um, but it's been a while uh, that Best Buy is going to start having Google stores oh, yeah, akin yeah. to Apple stores. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way that you know you walk into a big Best Buy and there's a section that like is kind of like an Apple store, there will be a similar thing. Uh, but that was a while, like not a while back, but probably 
six to nine months ago that, that we were made aware that this was going to be a thing. We obviously couldn't say anything about it, and we can't give you any details or who said it or when it's going to happen. I'll go back stuff. and check. I but, feel like recent, very recently, like when the last couple of weeks, someone has published that, and it wasn't like a leak, like there was actually some kind of announcement. Finally but I'll, I'll double check. To yeah. me now, it makes more sense. If they were planning this big push, and granted, this, I think it was early covid uh, it may have even been before COVID that we heard about this. And so that could have thrown all that, a wrench sure. into all that. So, uh, but it makes a lot more sense now. It's like, hey, we, we start launching these big anchor stores and then our smaller stores, quote unquote stores, are, are located in places like Best Buy where there's still room to display products. There's still room to have uh, product specialists there and maybe some help. Um, but this is a move Google needs to make in a in a fundamental, large way. Like, if they're going to be a hardware provider, mm-hmm. and, and granted, they're they're young when it comes to this stuff, if you think about it. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how big your company is. None of those things matter when it comes to experience in, in retail and hardware. And so just because Google's got a lot of money, it's really tempting to think, well, they, they just figured it out. Throw more money at it. Well, at some point, throwing more money at it doesn't fix anything. And so, you know, what... What they're learning, I think, is from Apple, it, there's there's a lot of consumer calm that comes when I can walk into a store and talk to somebody when things go sideways. Your phone, for instance. Yeah. Your phone's acting crazy. It's a used Pixel 4. Who do you go talk to? Like, who do you right. get support from at this stage? Yeah, because uh, for for those that aren't Apple, aware, this this has been an issue with Google for quite some time. It happened big time with the Pixel Book and some other devices. There is no, there aren't any like places to go get that type of support. You have a couple of places that are contracted by Google, and there is a small handful of things that they are allowed to do. Like, you've got a crack in your screen; they can replace your screen. Uh, it needs a new battery. That's it. Really, really dig technical stuff. They don't. They send it back to Google, and Google sends them a refurbished one. Right. They don't do any of that, and Google needs that. They really do. Yeah, and, and more than anything, just a, a person that looks like they're from Google. So, like, even though Google's like, hey, we contracted you, break, I fix, to do this, you know, general consumers it. don't know that, or, yeah. you know, they're not made aware, versus I have an Apple product, I have an issue, and I don't want to get on in a chat or it's, it can't be resolved online. I can go walk into that store and someone will help me get to the point I need to get to to get this thing resolved. And so, you know, I, I think Google doesn't have to have these big sprawling experience stores. You don't have to have that in every city. Like, I don't think we're going to have that in Louisville anytime soon. The, like exploratory, like all of that. But they could have a, a, a store in a mall. Yeah easily or in a shopping like in just a retail kind of strip mall type thing to where it's a you know two thousand square foot or thousand square foot and it doesn't have to be huge here's the products here's a clean nice they're great at making clean nice setups with whatever space they've got make that have a few experts on hand and let those people have all the contacts they need to get in touch with whoever is going to replace your device can get you to fix it or whatever. They're going to walk you through those things. I think that's the next evolution for Google's hardware division. It's not about getting it on your your stuff on sale at Walmart and Target or whatever. It's about creating an experience where if someone buys something that is made by Google, they know that it's supported by Google. And that just hasn't been the case. They're getting better at it. The, the store, the Google store online has gotten really good at having you know people available in chats all the time for to help people but there's just something about when when that stuff's not working the fact that there is no other recourse at this point that that apple still has a leg up on them and they're learning that i think they're figuring like okay if we're going to be serious we got to be all the way serious about this and so i could see the best buy stores so maybe some malls that kind of stuff these big ones just kind of being held for you know your big cities but yeah who knows Did, didn't microsoft get out of this like wasn't microsoft doing their kiosks in yeah, malls well, they, they, kiosks, had, they started doing stores there was they one shuttered I went to them Nashville. All though, didn't they mm-hmm. i think i think they're all gone yeah. so um, why is that like they obviously are still making hardware and they're still invested microsoft, in hardware but microsoft only makes 
a handful of things. Mm-hmm. They make some laptops. I just don't think it was enough to substantiate a store. Yeah, when they first started doing stores, they were trying to expand in like mobile devices and things like that. Yeah, and all that all yeah, that just went Windows, away. Windows Phone was yeah, still where around. Did we saw a Windows Store somewhere a few. I mean, years they've got back. the they've it's got the Duo York, still. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's doing well. Did anyone buy that? Microsoft tried to expand. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? Shout out. Shout out to Robbie Payne for being yeah. one of the 10 people who bought uh, the, and returned. <laughs> the Surface Duo. Was it called that. Surface Duo? Surface, Surface Duo. Duo. Yeah, I heard sure. the, the second one's in answer. the works, and like they're fixing most of the issues they have with the first one. So man, that It was, was still a really cool it, device. It like cool. I really liked it. It was early, man. That was yeah. early. That was, that was weird. Uh, but yeah, the... Um, I think Microsoft just jumped into it, and they don't have a broad enough array of products, things, yeah. um, and 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 don't have the user base either. And I don't before Google Assistant and Google Home devices. I don't think Google did either. Yeah. Like, there's no way. And that's but good. Microsoft leverage. needs to have really, really good tech support via chat or online. But yeah. you don't think I need tech support? Tech support? I'm going to go to a brick and mortar store. Right. Google's moved out of that software space, and now they need this type of environment for what they're doing or what they're trying to do. And I think, too, like the Google Assistant smart home stuff is and Chromecast, th- those types of things, the 100 bucks and under type of devices have this broader mass appeal. Those things then get people in the door. I'm checking out this Google Assistant thing. Oh, what's that Stadia thing over there? And, oh, what's the latest Pixel phone look like? Huh, I didn't even realize Google made a phone. That's yeah, and Pixel? you get to what hold this. Oh, and you get to hold that. Yeah, that's you know? <laughs> the benefit Google has. They've got an ecosystem of products at this point. It's like, okay, let the ones that are low-end and, and people come in to look at drive other people to see more stuff. Whereas Microsoft, I don't think, had that. You had Surface products, which are some of the priciest laptops you can buy. Right. They're great. They're gorgeous. Uh but when the Microsoft stores were open, it was like, that was it. And the Surface line at the time was even limited. Remember they had yeah, Surface they, Pro? They didn't have a laptop. Regular Surface. Yeah, there was yeah. no laptop. I don't even think the big detachable Mm-mm. Surface was a Surface Book. Surface Book, yeah. Wasn't a thing at when the stores kind of hit their peak. And so they just they didn't probably have a, just had Windows laptops from other OEMs because, I mean, yeah, how do they you stock the a Nash- store like Yeah, the that. one in Nashville did, and that was weird. Like, <clears throat> yeah. this is the Microsoft store. And so, like, like it, it, imagine Google having Pixel phones and Chromebooks and trying to open a store. Never work. Like, there's just not enough draw of mass market stuff to get people in. Well, the reason it works for Apple and has worked for a long time goes dates back to iPhone. Like... Before the iPhone, do you remember seeing Apple stores everywhere? Nope. I, I don't remember ever seeing an Apple store. I'm sure they had some, but there weren't Apple stores everywhere. But the iPhone took off. It was their mass appeal thing, it and, and iPods. Those two things were mass appeal, affordable enough, because back in the time, you didn't buy your phones outright. You just you know signed your contract or whatever and gave them 100 bucks and took your phone. Um, and so you had broad mass appeal of something that would draw people in. And guess what? While I'm getting my phone worked on, I might go poke around on an iMac or I might go poke around on that MacBook Pro or, oh, you made an iPad? What is this thing? Huh? And I touch it and I feel it. Oh, I'm going to buy that too because look at this store. Everything's all together. And it, there, there is worth in retail. There's worth in, in good retail experience. And I think Google, again, sees the writing on the wall and is going, okay, we're into this enough. We've got enough stuff. We've got a, a, enough items that are broad mass appeal stuff. People will come in and mess with those, but then see all of our other stuff. And I think it, I, I think it'll be awesome. They just have to have more locations. You can't have one. That yeah. won't work. And and they've gotten. Very- it works for us because we go to New York. But yeah, yeah. but I mean, I think we won't. We're not going to get to go see this. If assuming the the things in late September, early October, and that stinks too. We won't because, get to go see it until then. Yeah, I mean, but when, and when we're there. Every other tech writer in the world oh, yeah. is going to be there too. I wouldn't be surprised if they almost, for the event, they like shut down the store and scheduled it out where people had meetings down there. They I, might. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like they that. Might. But what I was getting at, like, so Google does a fantastic job at their events, and any anything we've gone to that is Google related, right? They do an amazing job of creating an atmosphere and an yes. aesthetic. Yep. And I think that's part of it too. Like retail gives you that opportunity right. to create an aesthetic and, and create a vibe. Yeah, right? when you walk when into a national in. brand store, whether it's in a mall or freestanding, you, you know. could, I could walk you in blindfolded 
take the blindfold off and you know you're in a dick sporting goods right yeah, sure. you, you know you're right H&M because there's a H&M. brand that's been created a apple store yeah. <laughs> you know i mean yeah and and there's and there's there's a you know uh th- that attracts a, a certain you know clientele that maybe if someone's walking through the mall and you know they like nice mm. things and they see this apple store that's all white and all of this they might be more attracted to that than somebody who sees the google store you know they might right. be more attracted to that so uh, it gives them that opportunity too to to get people in the door and create an experience i think that you know even if they even if these they do open other stores like you said they don't have to be this huge immersive thing but it can still create that atmosphere keep the aesthetic mm-hmm. keep the vibe you and know like, you, I mean, you brand that experience yeah and as soon as we saw the photos of this store it's like oh yep that's that's google and and it feels like their events totally totally aside but talk about an opportunity for google to help get the economy back where it's supposed to be how many businesses have shuttered because of the last year and a half they could go in they could come into e-town i mean i might actually go to our mall if they had a google store i haven't been to our mall i go to our mall once a year to get something for my wife wait we have a mall yeah we have (laughs) a mall mall? we have a large building on the north end of town that houses a few stores it's (laughs) it's embarrassing Uh, but if you ever come to e-town please don't go to that to to go into places like that and actually create a space that shoppers want to go to and just see stuff you know yeah one of the uh one of the more popular strip malls in in e-town uh, that a lot of people shop at the very far left building is vacant um, so that would be awesome or the one up front very far left building so where Lifeway was yeah. that's Aveda bro In Touch is going oh, in there man. oh okay yeah. well around? what about the Pier 1 the one out front, front. that yeah, one would be perfect oh, yeah. what was that windows all around it was, uh, come on Google Pier 1 and Google uh, store in E-Town no what way was the not old, gonna happen yeah, what was there was a <laughs> clothing there was a clothing store that was in the mall that went in there at one point in time it was one of those uh, like one of those 90s brands we used to wear when we were in school yeah I don't remember would it be a conflict of interest if we tried to frame as a Google store in E-Town. No, maybe. <laughs> Not at all. Maybe. No, we are completely unbiased. We We're, don't sell these products. No. <laughs> Google store E-Town uh, LLC sells yeah, those products. Exactly. Chrome Unbox doesn't. Chrome Unbox. Exactly. Unbox Media. We are shielded. Unbox Media is totally mm, different. Wow. Yeah. yeah, okay. I don't think they're going to franchise though. No, no, just going out on a limb. Yeah, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, Next thing you know, there's 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 Google stores on every corner because they just franchised out like straight McDonald's, like Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, we don't, whatever. Put something in the window. Why do we have two Google stores in one town? <laughs> yeah, don't think that's gonna happen. Huh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm really excited to go check this out and see it in person and and get to walk through and like we've said, like experience it, right? Uh, because especially this store, the big store is, is an experience apparently from what we've seen. So yeah. And that, uh, to me in my brain, like I liken this whole thing to like, we went to, um, have we been to two of them, the Starbucks things. Yeah. The, uh, reserve. Starbucks yeah. So reserve. we went to the one in New York. Where, where's the other one? Chicago. I've been to the one in Chicago. You, oh no. Oh no. There was one other one. Was there we've one in uh, Vegas? One. They were building the one in Vegas. I don't think we went though. I thought we've been to two of them. I don't know. We've maybe not. Maybe I've only been to the one. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm almost positive I've been to two. Yeah, we. I just don't remember you, what city it would have uh, been. They just opened the new one in. I'd love to go to the one. No, in Chicago, so the new one in Chicago. Chicago did, did they open one in Nashville? I don't know. Maybe. Huh? I, like I we like, like we I really feel like Google I've been. This. You know, I feel like I've been to two of them. Anyway, if you've gone to the Starbucks Reserve things, like. It's. I'm not a huge fan of Starbucks coffee, um, but man, Starbucks Reserve is fantastic though. Like it, it is. If if Starbucks could fully embrace like third wave coffee, like fully, like and do what they really and, want to yeah, do. Yeah, sure. I mean, they had pour overs. What did we get? What was that thing? They boiled that beaker looking thing, and uh, they, they I don't was, remember what was that, some, was. that was. That was some weird coffee brewing methods. But yeah, they have it. all sorts but of things, different so coffee bars, cool, and, and what all kinds of different roasts. And they're roasting. I mean, they're they're using this place to roast coffee for all their stores. Like that's where they put them in big cities. It's it's distribution, and and so it's not just for looks. Like they're really roasting coffee. Like but on the a way huge they have scale. set up, it is oh beautiful, and it's gosh. this vibe, and like this, you want to go in and just hang out at this place. But when Multiple you go to separate bars, oh, yeah. and yeah, it was cool. But when you go to, um, you know, your local Starbucks, like we have a couple here in E Town, and 
when you go into one of those, it's you know it's Starbucks. Yeah, like, it's still nice. And they lo- they all look different. I mean, Starbucks, re- what do you call them now? Restaurants, coffee shops, whatever. <laughs> they, they all have a different kind of look, and they're unique, and they usually they'll go repurpose buildings and all that kind of stuff. But there's a certain vibe that still exudes Starbucks. You can still buy a few of the things, and there's just a look and a feel that is Starbucks. But the little you know coffee shops you go to obviously aren't nearly as cool as the Starbucks Reserve, and that's okay. It doesn't matter. I don't expect it to be. Right. And I could see Google kind of doing a similar type of thing. Where, yep. yeah, you got these big stores that are a little over the top um, and a little crazy. But all the rest of them will still hold that same vibe and, and be able to kind of brand that character. Have you been to Chicago since we went mm. to New York? That's that's yeah. the only one that you... Maybe I've only been to one. Seattle. Is there one in Vegas? Were they building one in Vegas? Did I make this up? No. The one in Chicago was the one that they it opened last September. Timber, I oh, and think. it looks amazing. Because oh, they were yeah. building they it. They built it in that Creighton, uh, Creighton yeah. barrel on the corner there on Michigan. So Seattle's exactly the only other U.S. Huh. There's only six of them. That's what it looks oh, like. Because if you go here, this just takes you to You've been Starbucks. to one. Yeah, I have. <laughs> we've been multiple Mandela. times. Though. Did we go multiple times? Yeah. That's what yeah, we've gone Yeah, so. we've gone to it in two different okay. trips. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Very cool stuff. It was funny. Uh, someone commented on our uh, Twitter page post and was like isn't it a bit ironic that they have a, a stadia set up for for cloud gaming like a physical place to play it and i'm Golly. like no it's it's about showing what is possible and, right. and someone actually grabbing a stadia controller and getting to feel that thing alone is amazing right. yeah. and then being able to be like oh wow yeah there isn't any lag and this is awesome and oh wow there's all these games like of course it makes sense that they included Stadia. Why would you not? I don't know. I thought I thought that and there was like multiple people that commented below. It's probably the same guy that commented on our uh YouTube video of the material you design stuff and that said was great. Oh. you've used somebody else's mock ups uh Yeah, a guy to, that to get, works for us. views. And those are our mock ups, bro. He, Michael works for us. Yeah, and we Michael work together spent on this. weeks building. And we those, even so. said it at the beginning of the video. Yeah. Huge shout out to Michael, our staff writer, who created these mockups. People are so funny, especially on YouTube. Like they'll watch five seconds of the intro and make, and, snap and, and make and some stuff. crazy comment. It's funny, and a lot of times, I mean, it's just to to uh, try to get a, a comments or oh, yeah, try, try to stir things up. Whatever. Speaking of the material, you we so we we I wrote it down today. It's hard to talk about because uh, these are mock-ups that you have to see, so yeah. we can't really say too much about it. But go watch the video. We put out a video yeah. where we actually showed these mock-ups, and, and Robbie was able to go through and explain a little bit of what Michael did and why he did it, and how we think this might uh, end up being what you use on your Chromebook. Yeah, hopefully soon. Yeah, um, I mean they said they said material is coming, and he kind of took those. Because cues and applied them to Chrome OS. And so. It it was weird though. Like in the uh, in the presentation, they had a couple of those screens that were like they were showing the phones, and then they did show like smart display kind of mockups, like their stuff. Yeah. But then they didn't show any Chrome OS stuff, and I wish they would have. Yeah. But I mean, it's safe to say that all the things were the same as far as like the sliders and things yeah, and on the phone and on the smart display were the same. Yeah, that's so, what we're talking about. You yeah. know, toggles, buttons. Right basic ui stuff you know it's not it, chrome os doesn't have to be completely overhauled for material u it's just the pieces that make it up will, are going to change for sure um and it's it's not going to be something that's going to make completely change the usability of chrome os but like i think the bigger change to the way that people interact with their chromebooks would be like that new the the launcher the app launcher yeah, being left right. over there on the left side which i can't wait for i mean i on desktop that makes so much more sense i don't need a full swipe up screen. Yeah. This whole mess that I've got to get. And by the way, I have reverse scrolling, you know, two fingers. So when I slide my fingers up, the stuff on the page moves upward. I'm not, and I'm moving down the page because yes, that's the way your brain works. Right. If I touch the screen and move my finger from bottom to top, the content follows my finger. You're dragging it. Like a, it would be like a piece, like a piece of paper. paper. I'm just, yeah. or a, an item on the desk. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm moving it. Yeah. Um, when I pull the launcher up, if I swipe up, it closes it. Yep. I'm like, what? Why is that? It drives yeah. me insane. Oh, now it's, it's I don't know. And now it's actually working with, well, that's weird. Like, I just did it and it went backwards. And now I did it again and it went, it's, 
they need to get rid of this thing. Yeah. For tablets, it's <laughs> fine. It makes is, sense. Yeah, Swipe up, you know, no big deal. Uh, that's really weird that it's actually working, though. Robbie just discovered a new article that we'll, it, it you, maybe. Will, you will read on Chrome Unboxed it later li- today. But I literally just did it. I swiped up because in my head, I'm like, hey, I want to go up with this. I'm going to swipe it up. Two fingers swipe up. Right. And it always closes it. And I'm like, mm, why are you doing this? This is so dumb. But again, I don't need all of that. I don't need to take over my whole screen to, to launch yeah. an app. It's just right. dumb. Um, it makes more sense the way it used to be. And I'm glad that well, that's going to With lacrosse, back. you can just do this. <laughs> Yeah, um, and and ultimately, like I, it'll that'll be cool. But that that's going to fundamentally change the way people interact with their Chromebooks more than Material U. Mm-hmm. Like Material U is just going Scan. to make things look different. They're going to be in the same spot. Like it's not going to be some. They're going to rip out settings and do like, oh, here's the, how we do settings now. The like, user experience, the the way you interact, the look isn't going to change. It's yeah. just the and, way it looks. And what's going to be cool about Material U eventually is that. It's going to be on smart displays. It's going to be on phones. It's going to be on Chromebooks. Which like, is going to be awesome. Yeah, and so it, users then start looking for the same design cue to do the same thing. So whether you like them or hate them, like in Android 12, the big buttons up top you know, for your Wi-Fi and stuff, if that's the direction Google goes, that's the direction everything goes. So when I pull down a thing and get into settings on my smart display, I'm going to be looking for these kind of rectangular, big, round corner buttons. Same thing on my Chromebook. I'm going to be looking for those. And the way the settings look, I'm going to be looking for particular things in particular places because if it's made with a Google operating system, I know where to look for those things. And there's just a cohesiveness that's been missing. Like smart displays right now feel one way. Android feels one way. Chrome OS feels one way. Fuchsia. Uh, Display. Despite uh, you know the, the same guy's comment that said that we we use someone else's mocks, he also said Android uh, material design is not anywhere in Chrome OS and never has been, and there's no indication it ever will be. Okay. All, all false, all false. Every every one of those statements is not true. Um, there already is material design. It's it's material 2.0. Um, Robbie wants to have a stern talking to with this person. <laughs> like, man, just, just think about it. Just think. Use your brain for a second. Engage your brain for just a second before you comment on YouTube. Or do YouTube a little or, bit of research. Or just watch the video. Or just don't say anything. Could do that, You too. don't have to have a comment. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You, it's weird, yeah. You, you don't have to comment on everything. No. But you can. And you if can. You go, but if you're going to, but you don't have think to. for just a second. So anyway... Um, See, I, I got all bent out of shape and lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. You were just <laughs> um, talking about the design unity uh, and Chrome OS having this same user experience yeah, as so you might like, expect with. So Chrome OS has some some things. Like you go into the settings menu, for instance, now in the files app, and those that have been redesigned with material design look a whole lot like, say, the Play Store on my phone. Right. So you see some of it, and you get like hints of it, but like... When they started adding all like the fogged glass look, so dumb. it's cool. It looks nice. Yeah, but that was an Apple thing, and they they spent a lot of time making it work, and that's a hard thing to do. Like I'm pulling up my tray right now, and the thing that's behind it is you know fogged, and and it follows and behind it. And I'm like, that's a really cool feature, isn't but it? That's not anywhere else in Google's design language anywhere. And isn't it funny how things, especially like that, are so. Um, like you you see it a lot of places i was trying to think of a word to say uh you see it a lot of places and yet it's almost kind of falling out of fashion already yep whereas i feel like at least personally and this this might not end up being true but like the material design the kind of flat um almost like it's a piece of paper or something physical in the way they layer things and the right. the, the slight little drop Very shadows. Very subtle like, drop it's, shadows. It's all like, it, it looks less digital and less real and more realistic. And I think that's why it'll, it'll have longevity more than yeah. some of these, oh, this like fogged look and all that. Like you don't ever see that in the real world. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about this. Like if you had, if you had, um, you know, fogged glass window or and whatever. look through it, you could see yeah. shadows behind it and yeah. stuff. And it's a neat effect, but I, Apple's been doing it for a while now. Mm-hmm. I think, gosh, it, it went back to like the iPhone 4 or 5 or something like that. It's when they started that with their, their UI. And it was super cool back then. It was like, man, that's really clean looking. That's that's a neat look. Um, and I don't hate it, like, but it just it doesn't feel like Google to me. No. Um, this, this look and feel. When I look at 
Google Chrome or I look at any of Google services and I look at material design, I look at material you, I wouldn't, you would never see semi-transparent fog glass. <laughs> like that feels very corporate and it's just it weird. It's a, it's a weird move. Yeah. And so I, I would love to see them just get rid of that in general, like make it go away. Uh, it's only in like two things. It's in the system tray and it's in the launcher. Like, okay, just, just get, get rid of those things. When the material you stuff comes through, just get rid of it. How did it Michael... takes processing power too. So oh, yeah, it's sure. like, why it's yeah the launcher that he mocked up i can't remember what the background did um i, I just think he did a solid color solid i uh, think that I, and if i recall correctly it it was just the solid now that i'm thinking about it i'm trying to picture it in my because it's in like it's super basic it's not styled at all i think in canary you can you can get it going none of the stuff like i said is styled yeah he just he mocked it up as like a dark a super dark gray and I think that would make Looks way more, more sense. Googly. Again, it's more I'm, fitting for Material U t- as well. You know, I'm looking at the like the launcher. A lot of times, an Android will be almost black, very very slight uh, uh, opacity, opacity. Uh, shift there. So I can barely see my background through. But there's no fogging. They're not trying to blur the background. Like, uh, yeah. Again, it's just it feels like wasted uh, time. Like they do it on the the, the overview too for for virtual desks like the blurred background thing's okay i don't mind it blurring in order to kind of help your eyes pop on whatever's in front of you but again for the launcher it just doesn't feel like it's necessary um anyway the whole point is chrome os has parts that are googly and parts that are very much not and it's it i don't know i think chrome os 70 was where all this started uh, and that was before the Pixel Slate launched. So that happened August, September, right before the Pixel Slate. I think they were trying to throw together something to make it look good on a tablet. And then now we're just kind of left with some of these leftovers from this. And I'm really, really hopeful that when Material U comes around, it's not, uh, let's change a couple buttons and leave some of this stuff. Like, get rid of all this stuff that doesn't fit anywhere else in Google's ecosystem. If it doesn't, if you're not going to use that design thing anywhere else, get it out of here. Like make it look like Google because that's one of the coolest things about Chromebooks. They're all on the same version. They're all just running pure Chrome OS. It doesn't matter if I'm using this Acer or that Lenovo or an HP or a pixel book, I'm getting the same Google crafted experience. So let's make it look like a Google crafted experience. Like, yeah, that needs to happen 100%. So I'm hoping. Yeah, material that this you might does be that, that segue. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's why they've been holding off. Maybe they need yeah, to look. Like, and, and you material. mentioned like uh, dark theme. <clears throat> right. Might it's be like, a prime okay. example of we why they're trying they've to held figure off. out. Yeah, dark theme with this particular theme. Like, okay, let's, let's get material you designed, rolled out, and then we'll make dark theme work with material you because it's going to have all <clears throat> sorts of different color themes. Like, it's not just one, it's either a dark or a light color theme, but it's multiple color palettes. Um, so we we can roll dark theme into that and make it come out with that, and then you know some of these lingering things that we've done that we don't like anymore that we're not sure what direction to go. We've known for six months to a year that they're working on Material U. They're gonna they're gonna show this in May at I/O. Just wait. Let's let's all at one time give it the paint job it needs, uh, and, and it's time. You know, it's we're at Chrome OS uh, ninety one, so we're. 21 versions past uh, the last big kind of visual overhaul for Chrome yeah. OS. And so it's time. Um, it would be really fun as if they launched it alongside Android, alongside some new Google made Chromebook, but still can't find any. Robbie's not holding his breath though. You crazy. Am, man, I sure am not. <laughs> Lindar, it's going to happen. <laughs> they've, they've at least started working on Lindar again. Um, Halvor, which has the oh, assistant yeah, Halvor. key, Halvor too. hasn't been touched since March. Not good. Not, I mean, just not looking good. Doesn't really look, it's not a good look when you're trying yeah. to be like, hmm, maybe in October a new yeah, Google device. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll surprise gonna, us, man. Maybe I think, we'll, I feel like they're going to partner or something. They know, know. They, they know that we're digging around in the repositories and so they're starting to hide stuff from mm-hmm. us. And that's what's happening. That's the story that I'm going to tell it myself. It could happen. It could happen. It could I'm happen. You, Lindar for sure, 100% has the light bar on it. And it, so, and it, and it could be a partnership type thing. Yeah, which whatever I'm it is, they're going to okay do. with. Go for it. Make it an, an, a part of your keynote in October. Hey, here's yeah. this device. We partnered with Lenovo to build this. Yep. Go get it. It's the it's the what what would what would its name be? The Lenovo Duet Pixel Pixel Duet. <laughs> I mean, they could, they, could just, they could allow the <laughs> Pixelbook brand to go to other... Yeah. I'm trying to think if anyone's ever done that. 
had, mm. a, had a brand and then shared that brand with another manufacturer. But if they have, the, if, if it has the light bar, it's like it almost has to be it's pixel. Weird. Yeah, right? super weird. Yeah, you can't or what put if out they a resurrected the light bar? They shouldn't. But what if they resurrected the Chromebook Pixel? I'm totally okay with that. Yes, since they since they're leveraging Pixel in the phones. Yeah, but to me, it'd be dumb because Google has they have brand cash with Pixelbook. It's an amazing they, name. It is, and they need to they need to move with it. And the fact that they've sat on it, it's coming up on two years. Yeah, I know. Um, since they've had one, and so the problem to I don't even want to get into this, but the the problem with what they're doing is as every, it gets into it, <laughs> every Google Chromebook has been different. Yeah, they're all different except for the first two Google Chromebook Pixels. Yeah, those are almost identical. Those are that's iterative. That's the way you do it. And then they're like Pixelbook, Pixel Slate. Pixelbook Go. Go. All different. Different form factors, different screens, different keyboards, different, 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 different. different. You're like, just iterate on something. How many people loved the Pixelbook, man? How everyone. Everyone that used it. it. How many loved the Pixelbook Go? Yeah. I mean, just, just iterate them both. Just from what we sold, we know a lot of people bought them, too. Yeah, I mean, you made two really, really great Chromebooks that are still two of the best ever made. I know. Just iterate on them up a little bit and and put out. You don't have to reinvent it. No, I, I mean honestly, the Pixelbook Go doesn't need anything other than new new internals. I know it's so frustrating. Just I'm call like, it the Go twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, whatever. It's yeah. we don't we so don't Pixelbook Go. I mean the original Pixels were the Chromebook. We Pixel. don't have a yeah. number appended to that MacBook yeah. Pro. Twenty thirteen. Exactly, That's yeah. how you tell a MacBook you buy the year. So yeah. you have a yeah. twenty thirteen Pixel. You have a twenty fifteen yeah. Pixelbook Go twenty twenty one. Yep. And maybe they we've are. solved it. We've Done. solved it for you, and and that could be the way that we're not seeing it in the repositories. Perhaps correct. If if they're working on just an updated no, version, we of would see we would see new bo- new baseboards. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the board yeah. inside de- determines Has what to, the processor is. And so so if they if they're putting in a you know unless Tiger they're link, letting some right. other company it. develop the Chromebook and then they shift the board over to last minute. They could like <laughs> Lindar, Lindar could be that, but everything we see on Lindar and we've talked about this on the site is LCFC. That is a, that's Lenovo. not just a Lenovo. No, owned, they're own, Yeah. I mean, they're like, that is that place just makes Lenovo Chromebooks. I dug and dug and dug to see if anything else comes out of there. Nothing comes out of that factory except Lenovo devices. That's it. It is a Lenovo device. Robbie went there and checked. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, so <laughs> Robbie flew to I don't even know. Is it in China? Probably. The uh, no. Is it in China? ROC? Or, uh, Taiwan? Uh, maybe. maybe Crap. Taiwan. I don't remember. But <sighs> I'm asking the hard, would, hard-hitted would, questions over here. <laughs> it would be the first. Um, it would be the first device to come. Hefei. Uh, Where's that at? H e f e i. Whoa, I don't have China. No idea. It's China. Okay. Okay. I thought Lenovo was based out of China. But anyway, if if Google somehow did do this, this would be the first device coming out of LCFC Electronics to not have a Lenovo brand on it. Yeah. That seems pretty far reaching. Odd. (laughs) That Lenovo would have nothing to do with it. Well, especially as we see this. this transition in their their smartphone hardware to to you know pull everything in they're making their own processors they're kind of yeah. wanting to do all their own stuff there yeah. so why would like you be going out on your on your laptop side or 100 well, they would have to have somebody make it but to have someone make it that only makes stuff for themselves yeah. it's wild not clearly that lenovo's making this thing clearly it's going to have a light bar on it those things are not a question it's like the only question mark now is how does this thing get marketed? Yeah. What what agreements have they made? And I'm not saying Google's got. We said earlier, all the, you can't just throw money at it. You could throw money at this, probably, and say, hey, we want you to build it. We want you to ship it and all that kind of stuff. And we want we want to work with Lenovo because Lenovo makes a lot of laptops and really good ones. You know, in order to build it and make sure it's good. What is their premium line? Yoga. Yoga. Yeah, so yoga. Some of the new yoga. They have some premium. So yeah, so I was just looking at this new titanium. Oh, ThinkPad. I mean, ThinkPad, yeah. yeah. That's there. Uh, titanium X1 yoga. So 13.5. Yeah, Evo, I mean, Evo certified. That could be makes a gorgeous. beautiful Chromebook. And so it, but I think like Google working with Lenovo wouldn't so much be like, hey, we just want to grab one of your models and throw Chrome OS on it. It's you guys make more laptops than anybody. We want. We want to know that when something goes wrong, we we know our channels. We're working with um, someone that makes stuff at scale 
quality at scale and then has the ability to back up that with good warranties and like all those pieces are in play. I would love to see Lenovo be behind the next Pixelbook because that lets you know it's going to be a quality piece of hardware. That's great. I like that. But I just, it seems weird to me that the first one coming out of this factory that's not branded as a Lenovo device would be the next Pixelbook. That seems unlikely, but maybe. I mean, Google could throw enough money at that to say, we don't want your logo on it. You can build it. We want all your channels. We want all your scale. We want all your expertise. We just don't want your sticker on it. Who built the Pixelbook? Go. Quanta. Last Quanta, I think. And then did Quanta do the Pixelbook? I think so. Um, and so, I mean, that's what these guys do. That's what Quanta does. They build. That's why uh, we just did a video where Joe picked up the wrong Chromebook because they literally are the exact same shell with different logos on them. Yeah, um, we see it all the time. Yeah, yeah it's not odd. Um, and, and these ODMs, will, they'll, they'll take specific instruction, obviously. Sure. I mean, nobody else makes something that looks like the Pixelbook. Google worked with them to make that. But even somebody as big as Quanta doesn't output as many laptops as LCFC does. Like Lenovo makes, I think, what's the number? Oh, what was it like one in eight laptops yeah. sold come from this factory yeah. in the world. That's wild. It, uh, it's unbelievable. So when I first saw that, I was like, oh, well, then they have to be making all sorts of brands. Nope. They just make Man, Lenovo. I would have thought. Like, I Lenovo's thought, huge worldwide. You know, we how, don't see it as in the U.S., but yeah, I wonder how a- massive. I wonder how Asus would or Acer would fit in there as far but as. But Asus like, and Acer both use Quanta. Yeah. Or they use uh, there's another Compel. one too. Compal. You know, they use other things like Lenovo is making their own stuff. Yeah, they, they use have, Bitland for their cheap stuff for their budget devices, but they they all of their name brand like premium stuff they're making it themselves. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's <coughs> what we're gonna do. We want to see a just a an iteration of the Pixelbook, the original. Yep. We love it. We're gonna design it and work with. <laughs> We're gonna find an ODM to build this. It's gonna be it's gonna be our own. We probably have to. I wonder if they have trademarks on some of that design because that Guarantee design it. was so striking. Yep, guaranteed. Um, so we'd have to change it a little bit. <laughs> we just make a knockoff. It'll have it'll have t- It'll just we're just gonna update we'll the call processor. Pexelbook. P E X E L. We don't know what that means. We definitely won't Pexelbook. get in trouble for that. No. We don't want to. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. We use we use the name Chrome Unbox. So uh, yeah. Yeah, they've they've let us do that for this long, so we probably shouldn't go make a knockoff. But well, here's here's the hoping. Maybe in October we will be surprised with something, and maybe we will be at the Google Store in New York and get to see this thing and hold it. And of course, if we do that, we're going to make all kinds of content around it. Of course, so stay tuned. But we're not holding our breath. Don't don't listen to this and say Chrome Unbox said there's going to be a new Pixelbook no, in October. No, I'm still I'm not I am not sure. I don't know what's going on. But I know that music outside our window is super loud. Somebody you probably can hear that. Got to be a motorcycle. They're jamming. Maybe, maybe they're not. jamming. It is not a motorcycle. Wow! Mm-hmm. It is a work truck, there and the go. dude is stoked that it's Friday. Does he have a boombox <laughs> strapped to the top of it? Or it sounds like, like it's all tinny. And he crap. probably he probably worked a half day, and he's just like, "I'm going crazy today. It's the weekend." Yep, that's how that's how they talk. That's how people yeah. and I'm how I'm people that are excited about the weekend talk. Very stereotypical. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, folks, I think that's it for today. As always, we're going to link all this stuff, so go check it out and read more if you're interested in doing so. But we appreciate you all tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.